RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. What's happening, everybody? I felt like singing. I don't know. Why not? My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out, and thanks also for your flexibility. I know the show tonight, we're getting back into um, old school territory as far as the timing. So I wanted to start the show a little earlier, but I couldn't get my shit together. And the other thing, um, it's going to be a good show. That's all I got to say. That's it. I, I do prefer this this time personally, but other uh, there it's just the reason the times change. It's because it can't be avoided. But we're doing the show early because Jeff Waldorf is gracious enough to join us tonight on uh, for our regular Saturday evening get together, and because we're gonna, I I really need Jeff to. Uh, um, could, I mean, I need him to talk me off the ledge. We so a couple of weeks ago. Je- so if for those who let, let me give you the background, and we could just dive into it when Jeff gets here. But so a couple of weeks ago, um, and if you don't know Jeff, he he is. Um, I don't know what the hell is wrong with you if you don't know Jeff, but get to know him now because he's an amazing independent liberal broadcaster. And um, he's he does a daily show on, around the nation with Jeff Waldoff, and he's also part of the TYT network, so he's great. And anyway, he's a great guy. I know him, um, hung out with him. He's just a decent human being, of course, because that's what liberals are, pretty much. I mean, not that we don't have assholes too, but you know, he's decent. And um, but. So a couple weeks ago, we were on on Tuesday evenings. I I joined Thomas Reynolds on FYI Nation at eight p.m. Eastern every every Tuesday evening. So if you're looking for Tarabuster on Tuesday evening, that's where I am. And a couple weeks ago, Jeff joined us. So we were so we had our uh, we were having a, a discussion about the future of the country. And Jeff is not as pessimistic as I am, and you guys know that, you know, the guy. Everybody who's uh, who watches the show knows that uh, I kind of wax and wane between. Uh, it's not. I wouldn't call it optimism, or even hope, or I guess it might be hope. I I just uh, I wax and wane between having not not completely. Um, <laughs> despondent about the future of the country to absolutely despondent and only because of i be, i don't know my my little bit of knowledge about history in general about republics in general and how how tenuous it is to keep a republic and that's why ben franklin said a republic if you can keep it right because they also knew that this was an experiment, the American experiment. Will it last? That's why we call it the American experiment. Do you know that people don't even realize that? Not you guys, of course. People like, you know, right-wingers. What are you experimenting in? You know what they would say? Freedom! 
It's all about freedom. Uh, in their mind, they want us to think that the founders rebelled against the intergenerational aristocracy and crown so they could make a complete anarchy, have absolutely no government. And for the, really, uh, when it comes down to it, recreate the same system that they just overthrew with a rich run and own everybody and everybody else knows their place. So uh, we're supposed to believe that. But the truth is, um, the actual history of this country is that we, the founders, rebelled against the crown because they were, they had that crazy liberal idea put, planted in their brains uh, because they were students of the liberal age of enlightenment. So they had read all those radical teachings and philosophies and you know, critical race theory type things of their day, and saying that we don't need a king and an aristocracy. We, the people, I mean, what, what's the purpose of government? Is it to make a few people rich or is it to make um, a more perfect union or promote the general welfare, that kind of stuff? And this grand experiment is answering that question. Can it, can it last? Are, will we be successful? I am... Um, now that I'm even just explaining what what went on with Jeff, I'm I, honestly I don't have a lot of hope. I really don't. Um, but but the well, well we know when you're especially people in recovery, we know when you're hitting bottom, um, the only way you can go is up, right? So maybe this is our bottom. Maybe we've hit bottom. I don't know. I we we could do our part here, ensuring that as we hit bottom, that we normal people, the the real liberal media, can um, explain, unpack it, um, get the word out wh which way we need to go to salvage it and fix it and make it sustainable for the future. <sighs> but. Uh, there, it, it requires awareness, and I, from where I'm sitting, not the entire, uh, clearly not not the Republicans, but there's a there's a large chunk of um, so-called representatives in this country that don't seem to be operating under the same sense of urgency. It's it feels to uh, fix what the Republicans are trying to destroy. And they are. They're, this is a deliberate assault against the, uh, the, against the American experiment. And, um, yeah, the, we've, <laughs> we used to, we, well, well, whatever. I was going to say something, and I thought better of it. Okay, uh, I've got to keep my eye on the time because we're at 7. I'm going to... We will do this together. You will be there for my emotional support as I try to contact <laughs> contact Jeff and um, get him on the air. You know how whenever we have things to do, like technical things, I get a little bit antsy. And before I keep going, thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. Now, if you're on any other channel, come on over to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tarabuster and join the, join the chat room. Join the conversation. We have a, a lot of great people, uh, and 
including you and you. You can join the great people because you're a great, you're great. If you are so inclined to be great, you might want to join us in the chat room. So thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. Another great show, Tara. I hope so. <laughs> thank you. We're just getting off the ground, but thank you. I really appreciate that because, you know, my stinking thinking. So it's good to get that feedback. Thank you so much, Richard, really. And Jim, <laughs> another great guest. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat. And Jim writes another great guest. Absolutely. Jeff is amazing. And thank you, Errol Thomas, for your super chat. Errol writes, when will Republic clowns and their supporters ever going to have enough sense to quit denying the COVID-19 problem? Oh, no, they won't. I mean, they already killed 700,000 Americans. We've crossed that line. Isn't that a disgrace? And thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Ask Jeff how... Okay, well, well, this is good if you have any questions when we have our debate. Ask Jeff how society survives as oligarchs accumulate more political power. Yes. I know. We will, we will ask him together. Because well, I, I want to be convinced, personally. I don't want to... This is the same thing with the Republicans. I'm always asking Republicans, conservatives in general... Give me, give me something. Give me a policy. Show me something that um, isn't a tax cut for people who uh, don't need it. Show me something that doesn't undermine democracy. Give me something that the Republican Party promotes, advances, gets behind. Yeah, what's their ideology? Give me something that. Uh, give me a policy. One, one effing policy that helps the working people of this country instead of harms them, makes their existence, our existence, uh, worse, <laughs> tougher, uh, more of a struggle, more of... Uh, a, a, and this kind of system is not a, um, a conducive to a great civilization, right? It's not, because... In order to have a great civilization, you want to be an innovator. You want to have, um, you know, because the, the Republicans are so full of crap. We know that. But they're always talking about business and yeah, business, small business, entrepreneurs and all that. But they don't do a goddamn thing to set the playing field. Hold on. Don't you think businesses would benefit from, let's say, not having to give health care, not having to be responsible for people's health care, or just setting the ground rules, or the infrastructure, as Joe Biden is trying to pass this infrastructure bill. Uh, the infrastructure, they're talking about human infrastructure, but this is the, the infrastructure of success to set this country up for success. How are you supposed to compete in a world where the entire world gets vacation pay, uh, sick leave, family leave, the entire world. This is not a debate anywhere. And it's not about communism or socialism or whatever-ism. It's about greed. How much greed are we going to handle? How much more can we, can we accept? We can't because we are being murdered by, under the weight of this goddamn selfishness and greed. And... I don't know. We'll see what Jeff has to say when he gets here. But 
and and I just want to be prime prime the pump a little. I don't know why I said that. I don't like that saying. Prime the pump. It reminds me of many things that aren't pleasing <laughs> to me personally. I mean, to each his own. But where is it? Where is it? There's a couple of articles that I pulled that I was thinking of reading some of them. Here comes my cat, Tara Jr. Jr. All right, kid, get up here. Get up here. Sit down now. You can just sit there and be a good boy. And uh, let's see. Well, here's something. Lessons from the decline of democracy. Um, from the ruined... Roman Republic, because we talk about that all the time. This is what concerns me, because they, to me, there are so many similarities, and we're not that old. We're not as old as the Roman Republic was. We certainly don't have it ingrained in us, don't have democracy ingrained in us anymore, because the American people don't seem to understand what what the American experiment is. They don't. Because we have all we have all kinds of conflicting views and definitions of what that is. What is freedom? We should if you if that's the rallying cry, then we should agree on what it means. What is freedom? In my where I sit, freedom is you're not free if you can't go to a doctor when you're sick. You're not free if you don't make a living wage and you can't and you don't have a roof over your head. You're not free if you have to work three uniquely American low-paying jobs just just to keep a roof over your head and not do anything else. That's not freedom. You're not free if th- that's the what you are forced to do because this economy does not pay living wages. It only pays bloated wages. It's not even wages, uh, bloated fortunes. That's what it pays. It pays all kinds of of slick ways to avoid paying taxes, paying the the admission price to civilization, and leaving us, leaves the American people. Holding the holding the bill, basically stuck, stuck holding the bag as usual. By the time it gets to us, that bag's empty. But all right, Junior, you got to. I love my cat, you know that, but my arm starts flailing like this, and he starts trying to bite it. What is that? What kind of crap is that? Nobody wants that, Junior. So, okay, the U.S. Constitution owes a huge debt to ancient Rome. This is from the Smithsonian Magazine by Jason Daly. It was written in 2018. I'll just, we'll just summarize because I'm looking at the time. We're going to call Jeff in eight minutes. The Founding Fathers were well-versed in Greek and Roman history. Leaders like Thomas Jefferson and James Madison read the historian Polybius, Polybius, you know I can't talk sometimes, who laid out one of the clearest descriptions of Rome's republic, Rome's republic constitution, where representatives of various factions and social classes checked the power of the elites and the power of the mob. 
It's not surprising that the United States, nascent years, comparisons to ancient Rome were common. And to this day, Rome, whose 482-year-long republic, bookended by several hundred years of monarchy and 1,500 years of imperial rule, is still the longest republic the world has ever seen. And that's what concerns me. That republic fell. Fell to autocracy. And for those 400 years, 482 years, the, the average Roman citizen had it drummed into their head that no king will rule Rome. No king. It was sort of like what we say here, like uh, land of the free, home of the brave, that kind of crap. That's what they said to themselves and each other. No king will ever rule Rome. Okay, well, famous last words, right? So don't take democracies for granted. Do not. Nothing, nothing is permanent. Nothing is guaranteed. And um, you have to continue to fight the same battles again and again and again. And you must never rest as far as conservatism is concerned, because that they're the underlying force against democracy. That's what it's about. They have been the antagonists to, uh, against democracy for my entire life, for my entire life that I've been conscious of what's going on in, in politics. So... Okay, where is it? Um, aspects of our modern politics reminded U.S. Uh, U, uh, USC San Diego historian Edward Watts of the last century of the Roman Republic, roughly 130 B.C. to 27 B.C., and that's why he took a fresh look at the period in his new book called Mortal, and I read this book, Mortal Republic, How Rome Fell to Tyranny. Watts chronicled the ways the Republic, with a population once devoted to national service and personal honor, and those two were connected. That's, they would hang laurels in their home. What did you do for your country? These were great points of pride. And now we can't even respect people who do their civic duty and volunteer at election sites. You know what I mean? We're harassing, we're allowing the fascists to harass those people. Patriots. And now they're harassing doctors and nurses? People on the front. I mean, it makes me, it makes me sick. And worse than me, making me sick, it makes us all sick. The whole body politic is sick. Watts chronicles the ways the Republic, with a population, like I said, uh, devoted to national service and personal honor, was torn to shreds by growing wealth inequality, partisan gridlock, political violence, and pandering politicians. Hello? Anybody? Tell me where we are uh, different, where we differ in, the, in our trajectory. Except that it's worse because we haven't, we're not that old. All right.
Uh, let me get Jeff on the line. Hold on. Let's see. First all off, how do I do this? <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? Okay. So I have to add somebody. That's it. That's what I do. I do that. Jeff. Boom. Call. Do it. Let's see what happens now. Okay. The phone is ringing. It says calling Jeff Waldorf. And it doesn't look like... What's going on? What's going on? Let me see. It's not answering. Hold on, hold on. Let me text him. I knew this was going to happen. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Hey. I'm calling... You calling you. Okay. On Skype. Boom. Hello. Talk. Oh, there you are. You scared the hell out of me. Uh, oh, my God. Wait, you called me? Yeah, yeah. No, I know. But then I, I just texted you and I was like, because I didn't see you, you answering. So I just texted you. Hi, I'm calling you on Skype. And then you. Yeah, I just went, got that. Oh, okay. And then you were like, hello. So I, I got scared. It scared right, me. It startled up. me. I'm just I'm just a girl. What do you want? Anyway, I'm only <laughs> kidding. I'm trying to figure out how to put your get your face on here. Let's see. Why why I don't see you? Everybody was very excited about your appearance. So Oh, don't worry. I will still appear. I just have to Yes. Where how come um you should all, all I see is your avatar. I don't see you. Don't worry. So That should be better. Let me see. You got to turn your camera on. Are you, unless you don't want to come on, unless you just want to do the um, audio? Oh, no, no. I, I plan to uh, camera. It just has to. Uh, what has to happen? It just has to. Has to warm up. Yeah. You got to kick it a couple of times and. Jiggle the handle, perhaps. <laughs> like a, It's like a toilet. That's, that's how this works. Yes. You know? Let's see, Bob on the on the chat. So I can hear you echoing, yes. though. I can hear it like a double from you. Oh my God, this is what everybody said. It's does it? I think it dissipates after a couple of minutes. Does it? But I heard. How bad oh, is it? Because I I can't hear this. I I. Um, every be... time we have a guest, this is what they say. There's an echo on the on you. You hear me mm. twice. So how? Let me see. Yeah, this is. Um, I mean, it, it's hmm. not. If there were a delay on it, it would be terrible. Um, but I can understand you. So mm. it's it's just like a double up. It's, it's... basically doubled up. With but a very, very slight delay. But just I can slightly. Okay. Because it's weird. I don't know what to do about it. i got to contact the ECAM people again. They have to figure that out. They they set this up. Uh, they set up my whole thing here, you know? Because every... I don't know, whatever. This is, People are bored with the story because the... I <laughs> always have friggin' technical problems. And I was on with ECAM always. and blah, blah, blah. So what? whatever. This this echo is a problem and it's supposed to be resolved. It's not. And that's the short story, but I don't mm -hmm. even know what to do because it sounds fine to me. And then the audience hears it. Okay. It's just the guest is hearing an echo. I'm, um, I'm like afraid to push buttons cause uh, then I'm afraid I'm going to make it worse. But, um, right. if, if you can 
deal with it now and I'll uh, try to fix it um, with Ecamm people another day. Is it okay? You can deal with it. or I can deal with it. I can deal with it. Um, get, can you, can you see me at all? I, no. I don't see you. Nobody see, we don't see you. Put your, you got to put your camera on. Yeah, I'm using a virtual camera through uh, through OBS. Oh. So I don't know if it mm. wants to play nicely. All I see is your avatar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you have to, like, whatever. I know what you're doing, like, with the virtual camera, but you have, for something, you have to send that to Skype somehow. Right, right. So, I mean, I'm sure you know. No, I, I know. Um, uh, Skype just doesn't want to pick up my virtual, which it, it does pick it up. But it doesn't. Um, it doesn't. It's not showing it, which is odd. Hmm. And then it defaults back to my cam link. Which Do you want to just put on your regular camera just to see if it works? Oh, it it probably will. Yeah. You know what I mean. And usually it's just like a just like a close and restart kind of thing, too. That happens. Mm. See, I'm on mm -hmm. my. You know, I'm on my. <laughs> This is how the 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 sausage gets made, everybody. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> we're breaking down the fourth wall. There we go. You get you got it. Wait, hold on. I'm just. You should be able to see me now. I, I am. Oh, showing I up. see you. I see you. Hold on. Hold on. We are we're doing well. Hold on. We're doing it live. We're doing Oops. it live. They, everybody understands doing it live. that. Let's see. Okay, we got you, and I have to put myself on the other side. Wait, that's you. Let's put me here. I have your lower third here somewhere. I don't know mm -hmm. why it's not appearing. Here we go. And we're almost ready to go. <laughs> Even though the show, this is the show, everybody. So, All right, we're <laughs> done. We got it. All right, Jeff is on the air, everybody. Listen, listen, Hi. listen. <laughs> so, guys, you can hear Jeff? You can hear Jeff, Hello. everybody, on the chat? Okay, okay. The, the, uh, these are the producers of the show, basically, the audience. So, Oh, hi. Exactly, exactly. So, <laughs> Jeff is, uh, like I, I was talking about Jeff before he was here. Um, oh, Host no. of Around, <laughs> yeah, in a good way. And I was telling them you're a good person and how Thank you. you're... You're just a decent human being, of course, and I try. not a um, and you're not like me as far as um, hopeless about the country. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just want to give your before we get into the the discussion. Yeah. So Jeff is a lib liberal talker, independent um, media, liberal media, 160 plus subscribers on youtube check him out around the nation with jeff waldoff he's part of the tyt network and um it, great just great liberal content unapologetic liberal talk and we can't have enough of that so thank you jeff so much for joining me thank you on this this little dinky podcast and uh, but we're you know hey hey we have to get the word out. Now, the thing is, you you know where I stand. And I, I explained to the audience before we got on that we, we had a discussion with Thomas at FYI Nation. And you're not as pessimistic as I am. Because I really am. Um, I really do think it's done. Um, mm -hmm. We're definitely standing on a precipice or at a crossroads or wherever the hell. 
we it might and this is what i think it might be like okay we hit bottom and now we can build mm. but then but that requires awareness and it requires pro proactive behavior which i believe that we the many americans don't even know what the hell is wrong they don't realize what that we're um really about to lose democracy they don't even like democracy they don't they can't they can't deal with it so what say you jeff about this <laughs> well let me just say that um I really hope we don't hit bottom uh, because what would happen certainly if we did and obviously what that looks like um, I, I don't even want to imagine because we're, I don't think we're I don't think we're actually anywhere close near to the bottom mm. even with all the everything that's going on right um, bottom it, what happens when a country uh, when countries traditionally hit bottom is fascism right. I mean, like, yep. not just not just the corporate oligarchy we live in right now. Mm -hmm. yep. It's full on people are going in the ovens. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's that's worst case scenario. All right. I don't think we're close to that. There are certainly some people here in the country that would love that. Uh, yep. Some are even in office. Yes. <laughs> some are even talking about Jewish space lasers. Uh, <laughs> right. But. But these people understand that they're, as a result of this system, they represent very few people. Right. The way that our system is set up, the way that our system is gerrymandered, gives these people outsized voice. You live in, you, you live in New York, mm -hmm. correct? Yes. So, so you live in a gigantic city that is filled with some very progressive people. Yes. Your government, not quite as progressive. <laughs> right, right. Oh, well, I'm in AOC's district, so yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> so there are good, there are good progressive people. Yeah. And you're in a city that is full of them. Yes. And so understand, I mean, the way that our system's set up, and you can view this, of course, negatively as we all do, uh, but also in a positive way as well. And I'm going to show you kind of the the positive spin on that. So so we know that the way that the system is set up is that you have people like yourself in New York, um, millions and millions of people that for some reason are represented by people. Right. Wait, hold on a second, Jeff. We'll be right back. This is Tara Devon talking to Jeff Waldoff. Be right back. All right, we're back. Did you hear that, by the way? Did you hear that music? Yeah, I did. I oh, did. okay, I good. Okay. I was wondering what that was about. That's just the cue for Progressive Voices. So this show will be on Progressive Voices tomorrow, and I have to cut it up. I gotta, I give them different files of different lengths. You know sure. what I'm saying? So then they put it in and uh, put the commercials in. So there you go. Okay. Anyway, yeah. that's what um, those cues are. So when you hear them, just wrap up a little and, yeah. So okay. There yeah, you just go. Definitely let me know when one of those is coming yes. so I can kind of like either truncate or, or whatever I will. make it a little smoother for you. Uh, yeah, no worries. All right. Um, so, so what I was saying is that, you know, you're you're in a state where you have millions and millions of people and that, you know, are, are involved in the political process that generally vote fairly progressive and for, you know, for, for at least liberal people, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and some leftists, right. uh, which is a good thing. 
Now, the problem with our system that is set up in a way to where your your votes, you're only represented by two senators. Yep. This is a okay. problem. And, exactly. and so that, that's a problem. You have the same representation as, you know, somebody <laughs> out in, in, in Idaho. Right. Now, the, or the whole state of Idaho. And that's yeah. in the Senate. So the Senate is a gigantic problem. The Senate is where we see most of our problems. All right. Uh, and, you know, again, you could go back to the situation going with a uh, not AOC, sorry, uh, yeah. Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema yeah. blocking the Build Back Better program, the infrastructure mm -hmm. bill. And so you've got two people from, you know, Arizona and, and West Virginia, respectively, who's, by the way, constituents would not only are in favor of the infrastructure right. bill, but would benefit greatly from it. And yet these people are bought out completely by corporate interests. And so you have that problem. Now, the spin on that that I was going to get to is the fact that these people represent so few people right. and don't represent actual America, most of America. Mm -hmm. So you, you kind of see what I mean. Yes. So if there are a way to change that system, and there is, there are ways to change that system um, to where you have more representation for more people. And I understand that that would uh, kind of upset the, the delicate balance. And you've got people who are uh, going to be very, very mad at that suggestion. Oh, how dare you? We talk about a, abolishing the Senate. Oh, my mm. God. Uh, <laughs> right. Anarchy. Absolutely. No, no. It would actually be actual democracy instead of right. representative democracy. Oh, God. But there, really? again, there are these these changes that can be made that obviously are going to be very, uh, very difficult. And so that's kind of where... That's kind of where I'm going with this, right? Mm -hmm. There are things that can be done. There are things that people are in favor of doing that can be done, but it is difficult. But they are the things that we can do to dig us out of the hole, meaning that as long as there is hope mm. and as long as there are people that are willing to change the system and challenge the system, and there are plenty of people. Again, you live in a district uh, represented by one of the biggest uh, change makers true uh, and people that want to make change and so that's kind of the hope that I present to you is the people that are willing to challenge the status quo and actually save democracy right. by actually introducing democracy to this country because right, right. now we're not uh, we don't have democracy no really no we never and had it we never and did the system was set up not to have it that's right and there's been throughout our history the um it's been conservatives they've put different stop gaps to democracy right. against democracy actually breaking out and of course you do not want absolute democracy uh, i don't personally i don't you know i mean that works when you're dealing in small groups but as far okay. as the, the it's say that's why it's the constitutionally limited democratic republic because you're supposed that's the constitution is supposed to protect you from the tyranny of the mob or the whatever uh, fever of the day might be the majority yeah, yes. yeah like the the uh mm -hmm. whatever you might f find yourself in this in a group of the scapegoats du jour you know and they you know you don't want a government where they can write laws against you or a, a particular group and blah 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 but but, but sure, sure. So, even so yeah yeah yes, I mean, of and, course. And, and that is a fair point and that is a good point and and let me just say that there are again 
just as there are stop gaps put in to, to make, kind of maintain the status quo, there have also been people that have come along throughout the history of this country that have changed that, that have right. put pressure on Congress in order to change things. Again, we can go back to 1921 mm -hmm. when women were granted the right to vote. Mm -hmm. You can go back to the, the civil rights, 1965, right. and the civil rights bill. And so you can also go back to just some of the other things. Uh, and, and, and let me just say that the, the, the catalysts for these changes are popular action. I know. Are I know. the people. And so, mm. you know, what you've seen is groups of people banding together in order to push for progress. So now, uh, let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. So you're convinced, and you said something earlier today that, uh, you know, in the conversation that kind of struck me. Um, and, I, and I really want to get some more insight into it. You say that the people don't know and don't care about democracy. I, I, I kind of disagree with mm -hmm. that. So, well, okay. Um, but let, let, me, let me have you explain it. Yeah, yeah. Let me explain. I, they don't know or don't care. I mean, um, the American people, the, there's a lot of ignorance in this country. I don't know if you agree or not. I think there are a lot of dumbasses, but we don't have the cornered market on dumbasses. There are dumbasses everywhere. It's just that our dumbasses have big mouths and they're given a lot of goddamn, they're, they're given a platform and they're allowed to be dumbasses. They're, they're encouraged to, to cling to their ignorance. Do you know what I mean? To, to nurture, nurture, nurture that, to suckle that like a baby's blanket, you know, to wrap their, themselves in their ignorance. I mean, that's what it is. So as far as when I'm saying democracy, the people don't know or don't care. They do not know this. Let me just clarify. They don't know the majority of the American people and not, I don't know. I don't know the exact statistic, but they do not really understand the history of this country. They don't understand the liberal age of enlightenment. They they have a different view of what this what this country means. For example, we were just talking before before um, you uh, before we called about freedom. What is the definition of freedom? You see, we don't have a common definition and. Part of what makes a country successful, especially a democratic republic, is that you have to believe in the 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 higher ideal of what you're trying to do, and you you know you have to be engaged in it, and you have to understand, you have to have the common definitions of your history and your, I mean, if you if you, what do you call it? If you um, have a bunch of people i mean you have half the country thinking one this country was founded on whatever like they think that it's judeo-christian value how many times do you hear this shit uh judeo-christian values this, we, this country was not founded on judeo-christian values and then and we know they only put the judeo in there because they're trying to sound like they're inclusive this country was founded on uh, overthrowing aristocracy, uh, overthrowing monarchy. The, that, that's what it was founded on. I mean, that's the whole liberal age of enlightenment. There's nothing more radical and progressive than overthrowing a monarchy and a, a, a king and an aristocracy that had ruled Europe for 2,000 years. There's nothing more progressive than that. And so this country is a progressive 
experiment. And the American people don't even understand that. That's why they don't understand the history. They don't understand, the, like, for example, the word socialism. That's another thing that drives me insane. It's the same thing. Nobody explains that. They just say, oh, I hate socialism. But there's no, what are you, what are you talking about? There's no definition. It's like all these words flying around, but everybody has, it's like a Rorschach test. It's everybody has their own interpretation of it. And that can't, that can't last. That cannot, that does not make a functioning society. You have to have unity. You know what I mean? So anyway, what do you think? Does that make, does does that make sense? Well, I mean, you, you, you did touch on a lot of different things here. Uh, so let me just go to the most most recent thing that you just discussed, and that's uh, socialism. Mm-hmm. You're right that a lot of people, a lot of people, I should say, who watch cable news and uh, are in the political process do not understand socialism. But when you ask younger people, yeah, they do. Yeah. Why do you think the Bernie Sanders movement took exactly. off so much? Mm-hmm. You have millennials, you have Gen Z. They're actually both incredibly progressive generations. Yes. The people, unfortunately, who are at the top right now, they're at the top of the heap, are older conservatives. Yes. So now, I remember they always <laughs> say the old adage is, well, the older you get, the more conservative you are. When well, you have millennials, bullshit. you have people in your 40s, uh, you know, I'm nearly 40, I just turned 38. And um, I ain't nowhere near conservative. I, I've actually gone to the left further. Right. Yeah, you, you know, over, like, what? what is it? Uh, seize the means of production already. God damn. Right. Let's go. <laughs> you know? Really? Let's, let's actually bring real democracy where's to my co- Where's my dorm? <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. We're talking to Jeff Weldock, and we're discussing... Will this experiment last? Are we doomed? All right, we're back with Jeff Waldoff from... Wait, hold on. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know if you heard that. Music just started playing in my ear. Jeff Waldoff from his... Well, he has a show. Um, You should definitely subscribe. And it is called Around the Nation with Jeff Waldoff, also a TYT Network contributor. So, Jeff, Jeff, and, and for those who um, are joining us a couple of weeks ago, Jeff and I were on Tom Reynolds' show on FYI Nation discussing whether this uh, grand experiment is going to last. And Jeff, to my, um, my I, guess, I think uh, I, I was eager to hear um, Jeff's opinion because Jeff is, he, well, the way Jeff described it was that I took the doom pill. But I'm, uh, I, w- I don't want to take the doom pill. I want to be, <laughs> I want to be talked out of it, of course. I, I, w- I really would love to see this country use this as a teachable moment and, and maybe, maybe it will happen. Be- the the thing that does give me a little bit of hope at this right now is um, if the Democrats are going to be successful, I, I believe they will. I believe that it they will pass this uh, Joe Biden's Build Back Better bill. It will happen. It's not you know regardless of Cinnamon Mansion, it will happen, and that might show. The American people, oh, some, some, that government, this, that's the purpose of government. Government le- sets the playing rules. It sets the ground rules. 
that's the infrastructure, the infrastructure of success. What a different country we'd be living in if we were all living on dirt roads with no, no electricity, no, I mean, all of that is the infrastructure. We didn't build that. The, that's the country. We get that. That's because we pay the price of admission. You know, we were not just born here, but we, that's what taxes pays for. You know, we're, that's you're paying for civilization. And mm-hmm. if so, the, the Republicans have been very successful over the past, you know, my entire life, um, separating people from government saying government's the problem government 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 small you know drown that government in the bathtub and all but that's the government that the founders fought a revolution to entrust to us so when you're saying you want to drown that government you're you're not a patriot otherwise what else what do we have what are we left with we're left with what we rebelled against the rich running and owning everything and and everyone else toiling and uh, awaiting their rewards in heaven but i don't think that uh, that the american people really um understand that do you know because um of the fact that the right-wing media is so prolific in the country and it makes uh, really it makes people stupid enough to cheer their own demise uh, case in point Look at what's going on with the vax and uh, people not taking the vaccine and all that. So um, I don't know. That's a lot of words I just made come out of my mouth. So <laughs> it's like, where do I, what do you what is Jeff going to do with that? I have no idea. But <laughs> I'm just there's a lot that this is really what I'm what I, I, I struggle with. I struggle with is are we doomed or not? Are we doomed? Because all of your, your points, Jeff, are well taken and it gives me hope. Like we have um, Mark on uh, our, on the chat room, in, in the Tarabusta mm-hmm. chat room. He's our, we call him the millennial correspondent. He's a young man, progressive. He, he started an organi- organization, Shaping Progress. A gr- just a great young man. And also, you know, a, a normal person, a progressive. And um, so that gives me hope, of course. But, but then all over the world, people, there are progressives. Look at Hungary. Look at Turkey. It falls anyway. The Nazis, when the Nazis were voted into power, they they only ever received the most votes that they received in the parliament was well, they received one third of the vote. They never received majorities of votes. They were never a majority party. So, but they were had no scruples and they manipulated and <laughs> the the system. I see that happening here with the what the Republicans are doing. Packing the courts. It's the same thing that the Nazis did. That's what all autocrats do. And that's why they're going after voting. Because it doesn't matter what the people want. That's the bottom line. Which is why Joe Biden's Build Back Better bill is one step in maybe shifting that paradigm in people's minds that, oh, okay, taxes, we do get something back more than just bombing wedding parties in Afghanistan or tax breaks to the 1%. So, but anyway, I know. 
I, I don't know, Jeff. You're, what do you think? How do we get democracy, even though we, we're the majority? We have always been the majority. Yeah. How do we, what do we do if uh, we can't save voting in general? That's what's, what's, that's part of the problem. But anyway. Well, okay. Uh, well, let me, let me just say this uh, before I get into anything. For every dark ages, there's a renaissance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so for every for every fascist takeover, there's a resurgence of democracy and freedom. Right. Overall, people and 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 I don't mean it by the like the conservative definition of freedom. I mean like actual freedom, representation, actual democracy, uh, being able to have you know both control of your life and to live a good life. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. with the money that you that that you earn and 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 you know, you're treated fairly and and you're safe in your mm-hmm. communities and, right. you, and you've got food and, you know, uh, shelter and you can afford it and, and yeah. healthcare for God's sakes. Right. This is stuff that, by the way, other countries, you rightly point out, absolutely enjoy. There's no reason that we can't. Right. And so let me get back to the build back better. Cause you, cause you mentioned this, uh, 81% of voters support build back better. Right. Okay. So you're absolutely right that this is a, this is a progressive country. Not only that, but what's interesting about this Build Back Better, you're right. This is a good moment when it comes to um, showing people that government and, – and look, COVID, for all the disaster that it was, also showed people that, that right. government can do things. Absolutely. People got yeah. their stimmy checks, mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, hell yes. That's I can right. eat. Yep. I, I can and, – and a majority of people, again, once it was supported – recurring checks now we didn't get that that's unfortunate that sucks because that is something that i have been calling for right. uh and you know as well as uh, the eviction moratorium unfortunately that was defeated by the supreme court the conservative supreme court which Ugh. is why of course right. uh you know elections do have consequences that's why you have to get involved i wasn't a big fan of joe biden i was even less of a fan of hillary clinton as a leftist uh i look at those people you know as you know Somebody looks at a, at a far, you know, incredibly far right figure. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I still got involved in the democracy to help uh, to hold off what I considered to be worse. And I think that, by the way, that that is vindicated in the fact that uh, under Donald Trump, we had over 500,000 Americans die from COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- hundreds of thousands of them absolutely needlessly uh, and so I, I think I'm kind of vindicated yeah. for, for for that vote. Everybody who is saying like, well, you know, I don't really want to feel like I feel like voting for Clinton or or, or Joe Biden. They're, they're let you know they're they're still evil. Oh. Okay, sure, right. But the lesser does that mean anything? <laughs> I know. Lesser? I'll take less evil. You know, I mean, if I, I had mean, a choice, of I mean, evil it, and less know, evil. Okay. If you're going to vote for evil, you might as well vote for the lesser one. Yeah. I mean, uh, if those are your options. Because that's the system that we live in. <laughs> and unfortunately, until we change that and, – and again, voting is only one part of the equation. Right. The other is activism. Yep. yep. Uh, on outside, outside pressure. There's a lot of people talking about general strikes, and I like the idea mm-hmm. except for one thing, um, building up labor power. We've got to do that first. Right. We need, right. A, la- we need yeah. a 21st century labor resurgence in this country. Oh, yeah. That's need people to get together and demand. And, and look, you might not have heard it. You might have. Uh, but there have been very numerous high-profile strikes going on. The latest, yes. mm-hmm. John yes. Deere. 
the John Deere strike, oh, wow. uh, over 99% of workers voted to go on strike at right. John Deere just last week. Right. Wow. And you don't hear this. See, I didn't know that, Jeff, mm -hmm. at all. I didn't know about John Deere, and I just looked it up. How come you I, – I don't hear this on corporate media. I wonder why, right? Because it's corporate media. Exactly. <laughs> and, exactly. And that's the other problem, by the way. Let me just point out real quick. Corporate media is the, one of the biggest obstacles. That's why a lot of people don't know a lot of these things. That's right. The other part, of course, is that uh, information is – I mean there's so much around, but at the same time, it's also difficult to find correct information. Right. And yep. so you kind of thank that on Ronald Reagan for getting rid of the Fairness Doctrine. And yep. you can also thank the Clintons for the Telecommunications Act That's as well right. yep. uh, of 1996 which really made this kind of the, as well as yeah. the unleashing of corporate money by the That's Supreme right. Court. And, and allowing consolidation of media ownership. That was the Telecommunications Act. Hold on, Jeff. We'll be right back with Jeff Waldoff. All right, we're back. We're talking to Jeff Waldoff. Uh, if, uh, and we're discussing whether this grand experiment in uh, liberal democracy is going to survive. I was on one, I mean, I'm, I, I wax and wane about it. Sometimes I'm like, okay, hey, there's hope. And then other times I'm like, oh, my God, we're doomed. And, uh, <laughs> and Jeff is not as pessimistic as I am. So we were discussing this at, uh, on FYI Nation on um, a couple of Tuesdays ago at 8 p.m. And uh, I wanted Jeff to, to come on the show and continue the conversation and maybe give me, give me some hope. Make me. I, it is very depressing. I, it's a lot of pressure on you to make me. <laughs> to make me uh, okay. No, it's okay. My shrink's been trying for years, but it's all right. I'm all right. I'm better than I was. So that's all that matters. We're better today than we were yesterday. But yeah. So I. 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 Okay. This is what I tell the audience all the time, and I believe you. I'm sure you. You tell your audience too. That's why what you do, Jeff, is so important. That's why what TYT, FYI Nation, you know, all of these mm -hmm. independent liberal media outlets, Rockfin, uh, who else? I mean, all the uh, Ron Placone, Thomas Reynolds, uh, Robin Kincaid, Mike Malone. I mean, the the independent liberal media. This is how we will we will change change hearts and minds and fix this country that's how it happens mm -hmm. and i've been explaining uh, and just pointing out the the examples of how how important it is to own the message all you got to do is look at the fact that we we we're having um all these idiots melt down about masks or the vaccine or because where are they getting this information? They're getting it from their uh, disingenuous right-wing propaganda outlets. I'm sure some of that, those lies are coming right from the Kremlin, too, to keep them dumb and, stu you know, voting uh, for their own for demise and killing themselves. What's that? Say again, Jeff? I think it did. Yeah. What? What? What happened? Oh, uh, there was a, a freeze. Oh, okay, okay. Are we back? Okay, good. But anyway, oh, yeah. so um, that's why what I was saying is that, you know, that's why what you do, what I do, what we're doing here, and all the supporters, frankly, 
this is how we will mm-hmm. win. I, I don't know. I say that and I feel like maybe people are just say, think that I say it because I'm trying to get people to like support the show. It's not just that. Of course, I want people to support the show and watch the show and get the word out. But it really is so we can get this message out there Re- and, and reclaim patriotism, reclaim um, the definition of freedom. What the hell is that? What is freedom? You know, these freaks uh, screaming about freedom, the freedom to walk around <laughs> a Walmart with an M16. That's what they think. They're free when that's the that's the the weakest stunt you could ever uh, imagine walking around it. I mean, I don't know how my granny used to do it. She used to go shopping all the time without an assault weapon. I think she could probably give these these freaks a, a lesson, but you know what I mean. Yeah, well, you never know when the tomatoes are going to come after you and you're going to need your gun. The, you know, That's the killer true. tomatoes. Right. <laughs> the blob or maybe the zombie apocalypse. That's what I think all the time. I'm like, where are these fuckers living? Is this the Walking Happens Dead every or something? Weekend at Walmart. Right. <laughs> right. But like, you know, they talk about freedom. Is that freedom? That's freedom. You could you get to walk around with a assault weapon or you get to walk around an assault weapon, but you don't get to go to the doctor when you're sick. So um, or if you get shot. Right. Exactly. Oh, and that's the other thing. You're right. Thinking about like, for example, the Aurora shootings. This is before that was before Obamacare at all, like before the whole debate on that and i always remember all the um gofundme pages mm. for the for the victims uh, uh who had to live now some were paralyzed uh horrible wounds for surviving just going to the movies you know you have a nice right. night here in the united states of serfs and lords you might you're taking your life in your hands just going to a goddamn midnight batman I mean, it's that isn't that free? Isn't that freedom being able to jo- uh, enjoy you know a uh, a living wage and then on the weekends maybe go see a nice see a movie with your pals? I mean, I don't know. That sounds like freedom, but uh, not uh, not here. I don't know. Uh, so that's why yeah. what we do is important because. W- because we have to reclaim that too, reclaim freedom, reclaim p- patriotism. That's the thing, you know. Because we're the patriots. Everything that these right wingers project, they they're always they talk about patriotism. They talk about free. It's all bullshit. And then they project their manias on us. And I'm I'm honestly sick of it. That's why I one of the things we do on the show is reclaim the mantle of patriot. This is part of how we'll get the country back, really. Because, mm-hmm. for example, we're talking about voting, right? And um, mm-hmm. just in general, as far well for well, let's put it this way: as far as uh, not just voting, but the, let's say the tax system. I I actually said this to Jerry Nadler once. I went to he was having a town hall and I went to it and I wanted to talk to him after and I waited for him and I, and he basically brushed me off because uh, I was, I'm trying to get Democrats in who are in positions of authority to start um, using uh, more deliberate branding. You know what I mean? For the, for our, yeah. our initiatives like reclaiming patriotism. And this is what I said to him. Uh, I said, because we were talking, the the subject was healthcare, 
in this particular town hall. And I was like, you ha- it has to be framed, not just as a nice thing, but as a patriotic imperative. This, this is who we are. We don't leave people behind. We don't leave them behind on the battlefield. And we don't leave them behind on the battlefield of sickness, on the battlefield of, you know, homelessness, all that. That's how it has mm-hmm. to be framed. You don't leave people behind in this country, period. End of sentence. And then you don't explain. What, what, what's wrong with you? You want you want to leave people behind? You know what I mean? So that's what has to happen. The, and the Democrats just don't seem to, I don't know where they're getting their, their talking points from, but... Because everything that right exactly because everything that we're talking about is about making democracy function. Like for example, the this um, taxing the rich. Here's another thing that drives me insane. The the American people used to understand that, like for example, the estate tax and high marginal tax rates on the rich were to stop the development of an aristocracy. And people knew that because you can't have aristocracy and democracy at the same time. Why don't the American people know that anymore? Because of corporate media. That's why. Exactly. And that's why what we're doing here is so important. Because it has to be that that kind of stuff rolls off people's tongues. It's just a matter of, it's just facts. You know, for example, the 90% top marginal tax rate was to prevent aristocracy from developing. And, I mean, Teddy right. Roosevelt spoke about that, talking about the bloated fortune, how it threatens the the state and how you can't accept that. So th- the American people don't even know that. They think, oh, I think 90%. That's a, and, but you see how the corporate media frames it. They'll go, and, the, for example... AOC, you know, when she said she was talking about the estate tax to Chuck Todd, and he was acting like he never heard of anything so radical in his life, you know? And she's just talking about going back to Eisenhower. Hold on, be right back. Jeff Waldup. So, what I was saying is that how the American people, for example, on the, uh, on corporate media, they'll say, and the Democrats want to raise taxes sometimes up to 90%, but they will never qualify it. It's not, nobody wants to tax you 90%. It's a marginal tax, right? You know what I'm saying? It's insane. Right. Anyway, it drives me crazy. So, <laughs> well, but, I, you know, I, I think that most, most Americans do understand that the rich are making too much. Yes. And they agree with things. For example, exactly. uh, recent Re- uh, Reuters episodes poll. <laughs> Right, 64% strongly or somewhat agreed that the rich should contribute an extra share of their total wealth mm. to support public programs. Mm-hmm. That's a wealth tax. So, That's good. And, and, and again, yep. when it comes to taxing the rich and making them pay their fair share, once again, the majority of Americans agree with this. Yes. But understand who the corporate media's audience is. It's not regular people. It's not mm. you and I. It's, mm. it's not working people. Working people aren't buying what they're selling. That's true. Their audience is the shareholders, right. their audience. Who, who, who else watches CNBC, for example, oh, God, really? other than, you know, people that work on Wall Street, the, exactly. like and five, five people and a congressional staffer. And so that's <laughs> understand that that's where the disconnect happens. Okay, right. that's where, because again, you have a, a, a country that is majority progressive, right? And that believes in progressive things and knows that we're getting a raw deal, okay? Right. But you have politicians that are 
the the basically the audience for corporate media and corporate executives. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that are are tailored to here, right? And and of course the politicians, they get told by the staffers that watch CNBC, well people aren't against uh you know taxing the rich because, well I mean the the host is against taxing the rich because right. he's a millionaire exactly. He is rich. Mm-hmm. And, and so you understand mm-hmm. that there's that media system that is completely divorced from the rest of the country. Yeah. And that's why somebody like Bernie Sanders can go and pitch Medicare for all in West Virginia or right. in North Carolina. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there is, and this is, this is what the problem is, but also what gives me hope is that you have progressive people all over the country that are a majority. The right. only problem is the media system and the, the political system. Those are things that we can change. Now, a lot of people have unfortunately bought into the black pill, have taken the black pill and said, well, it's mm. not going to matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right, right. And so they have been turned off from voting. Yes. That's why I always strongly avoid taking that black pill. What I try to mm. do mm. on my show every day I is see. I try to, to break down the problems a little bit with a little bit of comedic flair right. into it, right? <laughs> um, because some of these people are, are downright crazy and fun to laugh at. Yes, uh, and, and we have to, otherwise we'll just cry. So, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but the other thing that I like to do is also try to instill a little bit of hope into people and try to tell you that this system can change. This can change. Mm. These mm. people are the minority. They're an incredibly loud mar- minority. Yes. Why doesn't the real silent majority, they, they call themselves a silent majority all the time, right? Right. Why doesn't the real silent majority come up? Well, of course, the real silent majority is busting her ass. Right. Uh, working these jobs, yeah. but are convinced now that whatever they do, they can't change the system. But that's not true. Right. We have to distangle people from that falsehood, from that fiction that they can't change things. Right. Um, mm-hmm. They can, not only again through the voting system, which is just one avenue. But if that's not your thing, if that's not your cup of tea, I totally understand. Then push from the outside. Right. Create groups. Right, get right. together, band like together, shaping communities, online like, communities, in-person communities, yep, yep. And, and push people from the outside as well as push people from the inside. It's mm-hmm. an inside-outside strategy. It is effective. It does work. Look at the power of the uh, Progressive Caucus now. Uh, yes, they have – and true. what I wanted to tell you about the Build Back Better for an example is that you have now the corporate Democrats, except for Manchin and Cinema who are representing their donors, Yep. you have Nancy Pelosi on the side of AOC. Right, exactly. Not, not the other way around this time. Yes. So I you've know. got these big big Democrats that are saying, and Joe Biden saying, well, hold on there, Mansion and Cinema. Right. What are you doing? Right. Uh, why? I, I don't understand how you could be against this. And and the, the media might want to frame it as, oh, it's a couple of progressives that are threatening to shut this thing down. They're desperate to frame this in yes, that way. Yes, they are. But that's yep. not how most people are seeing this. And and even, again, there are some corporate media figures on CNN that are like, no, that's not what's happening. It is Manchin, it is Cinema, it is Manchinema uh, <laughs> that are really you know putting the brakes on Biden's agenda. How dare they? Really? And you got people kayaking up to uh, Joe Manchin's boat and saying, what the hell, Joe? Right. Why don't you pass Joe Biden's agenda? Yeah. And I think that <laughs> pressure is going to get to them. Uh, right now, Joe Manchin has said, well, you know, okay, we have a number, $1.5 trillion. 
Uh, I think it's going to go a little bit further from that. I don't think we're going to get the full three and a half. Nah. That sucks. That's fine, because, though. It really know. is. The, you, what we really need is just to pass the policies, and the funding will yeah. come. That's really the truth. Yeah, yeah. and so so if we get a, a, you know, if we end up getting two and a half or two uh, or even three, uh, I really hope we get to three and a, uh, three, you know, three and a half. I right. hope progressives hold strong yes. on that so that we can get the full thing. Yep. But which, by the way, it's not even the full thing. Originally, it's it was not. six trillion. Dollars. I know, and uh, that's why Bernie Sanders. But exactly, this like, is already a compromise. So there, it is already I, a compromise, and this is bastards. why I agree with the progressive stat- strategy right now, which is right now being backed by the the House Democrats, House leadership, which n- is almost never on our side. All right, when it exactly. comes, exactly. Yeah, uh, for the full thing to happen, and so yep. at some point. You know, uh, Kirsten Cinema is going to have to come back from her Ugh. wine fundraiser Ugh. or wherever the hell she's at, uh, and Manchin's going to get off, you know, get off his boat, and we're going to have to pass this thing. Yes, and, that's right. And, and and you know what? The more pressure that we can put on him, and the more pressure that the establishment, you know, establishment and progressives put on them, because remember, this entire thing, and I say this all the time in my show uh, about this, this has not been a negotiation between Democrats. This has been a negotiation between Democrats and the donors. Right. Yep. Yep. And so at this point, when you have pretty much like all the Democrats except for two on one side. Okay. So let me go back here for just a second and mention Josh Josh Gottheimer. You remember Josh Gottheimer in the House, Mm -hmm. uh, incredibly corrupt corporate Democrat, uh, got together with eight other Democrats and said, oh, you know what? We're going to stop this three and a half trillion dollar reconciliation package. We're against it. It's, they're using the same exam, uh, same excuses that Manchin and Sinema right. came up. You know what happened? Right. All eight of them, all eight of the other Democrats decided to not sign that letter and gave up. The only <laughs> one was Josh Gottheimer, and he was he was not happy about it, but he was beaten. He was beaten, and we had got the $3.5 trillion reconciliation package through the House without a problem. Wow. This could be a similar situation <laughs> where you can really browbeat Mansion, and I hope this happens. Again, yes. this is not guaranteed, uh, but we are. I, I'm pretty sure we can guarantee that we are going to get a reconciliation package that is fairly significant. Yeah, there's too I, much I'm looking in there to it. <laughs> that is incredibly popular. Yeah, but I this mean, is an example it's re- of how things are changing, and right. so how there is a little bit of hope. It's not going to be everything that we want. Obviously, and we continue. We'll have to continue fighting for more. Obviously, yes. the fight never ends. No, for progressives, fight never ends because we constantly will move forward. That's We're right. never going to be happy with anything that we get, right. because that's the nature of progressives. We will continue to push the boundary yeah. forward and forward and forward and forward into the future because that's what we've always done and we'll always that's right. do. Making but a more perfect. Have union. to take Good. the W's, take the wins when mm. you have them, and then say, "Great, celebrate." Move forward. Yes. Go. Well, this that's why this um, infrastructure bill, the the human infrastructure one, is right. Well, it it it's uh, do or die for Biden's presidency. They're not gonna it is. not pass it. So 
I, I believe that's uh, that's what he's doing. Biden, I mean, that's what he says he's doing, too. So he's involved. And, you know, um, this the curious thing. Now, we we know um, I was for Bernie during the primaries. I've been I've been a big Bernie supporter for many years. And uh, Joe Biden was definitely on the bottom of my my choices. But, of course, I voted for him when he was the right. nominee. And I am honestly pleasantly surprised he's not. I mean, it could be better, of course, but he yeah. is not throwing tax breaks at this shit. He's not doing deregulation. This is the thing that I I I want to reiterate is that conservatism um, is rarely the answer, uh, especially with when you're in a crisis. You, you're right. not like. What, what's conservatism anyway? I mean, it's hard to, that's another definition that's completely. It's regressive. Right. That's what that's it, it is. It's right. just going backwards. Right. I mean, it's not, it used to be. I, uh, Teddy Roosevelt you, considered himself a conservative, a conservative because he was, um, you know, conserving the environment, conserving nature. I mean, this is, uh, that, that's what it was. And I, re- and I remember reading something about, because, wait, hold on a second, guys. This is Tara Devlin. I'm talking to Jeff Waldoff, and we're discussing whether the United States' grand experiment is going to survive. Be right back. Nothing less than whether we're going to survive <laughs> or not. But uh, what was I saying? So, oh, my God, I just totally, I wish I could rewind that I hate that. I, it went out of my head. You were the, talking about um, what what conservatism really is. Oh yeah, conservatives. Um, you don't throw conservatism at. Uh, oh yes. Oh yeah. This is what I was going to say um, because I remember reading about FDR and you know FDR mm-hmm. was related to uh, and so was Eleanor because they were Eleanor was related to Franklin. They were cousins and. Um, they were also um what's his name teddy roosevelt was eleanor roosevelt's uncle so Mm. and franklin roosevelt was a big admirer of teddy roosevelt and when he he decided to run for president or run for governor i should say uh, and he went to they went to Teddy Roosevelt because Teddy Roosevelt was there was a big figure in general in the uh, in in the in the country and um, uh, after his presidency, you know, so anyway, but he he so he said he told Teddy Roosevelt FDR said I'm running for governor, but I'm going to run as I, I don't want to disappoint you, but I'm running as a Democrat. And Teddy Roosevelt said that's fine as long as you're a progressive okay so Mm -hmm. there used to be and that always stuck with me because there used to be progressive republicans and Mm -hmm. that's who teddy roosevelt considered himself that that's what he said the most important thing is that you're a progressive that you're progressive and um well remember (laughs) back then republicans used to be the progressive party and that's Democrats right. and Republicans during civil rights did the whole yep, flip. That's right. And yep. so that's how and it and it's always funny when Republicans try to, of current day try to point out, well, uh, hey Blinken, he right. was a Republican oh. and he wasn't a racist. That means we're not racist. Yes. And plus you know, was Abe Democrats Lincoln was a racist. Back so. in the day that was a racist. <laughs> right. Now they did a flip. Uh, and now Democrats are supposed to represent 
the right. global races, right. colors, as well as, you know, uh, the, basically the entire working class. Yes. Well, that's ideally, that's what we're supposed to. And the thing is, right. so we were discussing, like, for example, you were talking about unions. We, we need a resurgence yep. of unions. Yep. And definitely. But here's here's another reason why what you do and what what we're doing here right now is so important, because as a couple of weeks ago, or I don't know when it was, I had Tom Hartman on the show. We were talking about his book, The Hidden History of American Healthcare, and we were discussing Medicare for all. And I brought up the fact that there's a a single payer bill here in New York that has um, now that we have a Democratic um, legislature used to be Republican. Um, it has a chance of passing, but but you know who's against it? The unions are really yes. lobbying their asses off to stop this bill, the single payer um, New York uh, single payer bill, public option, and yeah, the, so it's the unions who are who are trying to stop it. So yeah. So so let me. Let me get into that because that is that is interesting because I have seen that dichotomy. So I'm a union guy, okay, but I disagree with that stuff like that in the leadership. Yes. We saw this during uh, in Nevada. You remember reading about the culinary union that yes. went for Hillary Clinton, I believe. Yes. Whereas it was the uh, the leadership. Uh, turns out they were selling insurance. They were getting kickbacks, and so. What you have here, and I don't mean necessarily the current union structure that we have. Um, What I mean is labor getting together. There are, there are, and I hate to bring up the old trope of the union boss, right? Mm, right. Uh, But that's kind of, that's kind of what's driving. You've got some of these boards that do not reflect the membership of the union. Yeah. Now the thing is, if you if you're able to swell the ranks of regular working people mm-hmm. into those unions, you're going to be able to start to change the inside of that union. They're so small and ineffectual at this point in time, except for of course the the public unions like the teachers unions, for example, which Republicans keep trying to bust, um, and, you know, and the nurses unions and things like that. Getting these people. Getting more regular people on board and changing that structure from within, so that the leadership more accurately reflect uh, reflects the the membership. That's going to take that problem, and that's going mm-hmm. to solve that problem. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it's all getting people together right. yeah. who believe in in doing these things. Right. Get, you know, getting healthcare for every single man, woman, and child in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and and paying for it through our tax system and 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 negotiating with the drug companies and driving right. down those prices and, and and getting us you know uh, medical justice essentially right right well here's the thing that i um as far as the unions the, here's the other this is mm-hmm. why they can get away with it and 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 this is why what we're doing we have to keep spreading this message because they get away with it because the american people are so divided in what in what country where um, would you be able to be like I got mine? Oh well, you know, go die. Uh, the millions who have no health care, I don't give a shit. Because this is the message, you know what I mean? It's like you're not in this together. We are not. 
um, e pluribus unum. There's no out of many one. We we leave everybody behind all the time. So for union, this is what, um, for example, um, Willie Geist, I bring him up because he's like the, a generic man who, uh, I don't know, uh, that's what you got to be on corporate media, just a generic mouthpiece right. for corporate uh, greed, really. And he, uh, all during... Um, Whatever, Obamacare, whenever uh, health care is being discussed, he has to jump in and start saying how, and he's not the only one, though, um, but a lot. He goes on about how unions, uh, what about the unions who negotiated these great plans and how unfair it is. Right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, but, the- but to negotiate, so you're going to take something from everybody by giving everybody something? It's like... Such a selfish, I got mine, sucks to be you. It's it's not patriotic. And this is why, how we have to frame it. We have to say, what are you talking about? You, um, It's not patriotism to say, I got mine, sucks to be you. We have right. to shame these fuckers. We got to shame mm-hmm. them. And shame the Democrats who repeat that shit. Because that's what it is. It's just bullshit. And yeah, uh, yeah we got to shame them. To stop, yeah, to, no, I, to reframe I, I it. Absolutely agree, and, mm-hmm. and you know, I think again to go back to your point of how unions do need a lot of work. Um, there are unions that vote for Republicans. Oh yeah. Uh, so for some reason, uh, I mean, and and that's not just uh, the the police unions, which we know, of course, um, always go for Republicans. And so again, uh, when I again, I, I want to talk about how this should this should be a labor union mm. uh, a labor like a labor resurgence from yes. regular working class people yeah again that's what built the middle class that's yep. what's going to try to bring it back because we don't yes. have it anymore yes it's gone um that's what's going to rebuild it and yep. again you've got so many people that are going on strikes um and even when they've even when they've failed right you've seen you know, where, where they don't get everything that they want or most of the things or some of the things that they want. Um, you, you see why. For one, I think we need to set up like mutual aid networks for people who are striking. Yes. For example, so that they can Great outlast idea. the corporation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so that's one way that we can help with that labor resurgence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we need to get those people. We need to get those groups created and just to keep fighting, fighting, fighting it. You know, Bessemer gets shut down once, do it again. Right. Amazon, you know, oh, you, you didn't get this, uh, you know, warehouse uh, union uh, in, at Amazon? Try again. Right. Never you try give up. again. You keep fighting for it because what we have, and I've never been, um, I'm, I'm not really ignorant of the, of the problems that we face. And so understand that my optimism doesn't come from not knowing the problems. Right. It's coming from viewing those problems as challenges that can be overcome with organization mm-hmm. and people who are passionate about fighting uh, to, to do these things, right. to, to tackle these problems. And I think we as a – not just as a country but as a race. Right. Uh, all right. Race. Jeff. Um, We're all problem solvers. Exactly. Jeff. We've created civilization. We went to space. We did all this stuff. Unless right. you're like a conspiracy theorist, which, <laughs> hey, at least they built like a space set. Exactly. Hold on, guys. No, we, guys. We, hold we on, Jeff. It. Hold on, Jeff. Thank you so much for hanging out. This is the end of the Progressive Voices. 
version of the show. We were talking with Jeff Waldoff. Will we have a functioning civilization, a democratic republic? I, I always say, we will win. We are on the right side of history. We are on the right side of decency, dignity, democracy. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you, Jeff Waldoff, for hanging out, and we'll see you soon. Hold on, Jeff. It's very hard for me to see that cue. I need to get that cue down better. Too much mm-hmm. time at the end there. But, yeah, so that's the end of the Progressive Voices show. So we'll uh, – but I know that you're uh, – I don't know if you're, you're welcome to continue. But um, sure. I go on for, you know, another 30 minutes. But <laughs> you So, know. so um, how, so how are, you, are you feeling a little bit more hopeful? I guess that's the um, question here. Am I feeling hopeful? I, I mean, I do, when I talk to you, I do see your point, you know, and mm. it does make me feel a little better. It does. Mm. But I also see, I, I, I mean, it's like cautiously optimistic, but I'm not, sure. but I mean, we have to, it's all dependent on other factors. Like, will the uh, well whether the american people will engage and one good thing is um you see that that uh what trump did obviously is he woke a lot of people up out of their slumber like Mm. holy shit like this is for real um we can actually this 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 is really for real i mean look just think about fox news broadcasting from hungary right is that what they went was it i keep saying hungary or turkey i i'm with it it's with, it's it was with uh, uh hungary the orban government yeah which is absolutely pro-fascist it's disgusting which is, uh, it, not pro-fascist i'm sorry it is it is fascist. fascist i mean and they... you have tucker carlson that is pro-fascist right and there, and he's there praising this system, praising the autocrat who uh, who is overthrowing um, democracy. Who uh, I mean, it's the it's the game plan they're setting out here, and in uh, in the United States. And I've I've said right. it for years: in every Republican chess beats the heart of fascism, and you know here it is, um, and. Like you were saying earlier, right? if you take cons- conservatism to its ultimate conclusion, that's what you get. You know, when when you hit bottom, right. it's fascism. That's what it is, and it never works out well. It always ends up uh, just like republics are tenuous. Fascism, you know, always ends in uh, in a ball of flames. So, uh, but for if you're not in the targeted group, you you might do very well for for a little bit there. But um, ultimately, um, it's you know it never ends well. That's the truth. So I, I don't and know. It also never ends well for those uh, fascist uh, leaders either. <laughs> That's right. I mean, right. you know, Hitler in the bunker. Mm-hmm. Uh, after all, mm-hmm. I mean, didn't end up well for him. <laughs> so <laughs> or there, Mussolini. There that, you know, <laughs> there is that silver lining on that. Is that those uh, dictators are always toppled. Right. Uh, Trump was voted out, you well, know, not to I make mean, a direct comparison between yeah. uh, Trump and Hitler or anything like that. But, you know, well, the, hey, the bad people get voted out. Uh, Germany just had some elections and their their massive right wing party 
lost seats. Oh, good. They lost seats. And so right. in, in places across the country, there and, – and again, you know, it, it really depends on more of the regional politics as well as, you know, other external factors. Uh, but there are places where the left is coming back. The left is more ascendant again. And mm-hmm. there are places where, unfortunately, the right wing uh, or at least the status quo right. has returned. Right. And so it really is kind of a mixed bag. For here, we've seen it go from, you know, Trump to to Biden – which is kind of the more comfortable status quo, which right. again for a lot of us is not exactly all that comfortable, mm-hmm. um, and yet it's still an improvement uh, enough for people to to, right. to think, woof, we do- we dodged That's that bullet. True. Yes, we we did, uh, but there's still always plenty left in that magazine uh, <laughs> that's being aimed at, uh, at us. And we need to be uh, continue to be vigilant right. in order to uh, continue to fight against that to prevent something like that from happening again over here. And, right. um, you know, I, I, again, you're right. A lot of people have been woken up uh, from the Trump administration. And a lot of people are, you know, uh, they're, they don't tolerate that anymore. Mm. They're not, they're looking at what happened and said, how, well, Jesus, how did we get here? Right. And well, don't want I, that to happen again. I just wonder, my the real test Jeff is going to be in the in the midterms. If if we survive, if we maintain the majority, then I'm going to be fine. I feel that like, really depends on yeah. the infrastructure bill. Yeah, yeah, because that's it. That's it. If because if we don't get um, we, if we don't stop the Republicans from their dirty tricks with the elections, right? That the, and if they get power again if they become if they even in one branch of government i mean they are they own the supreme court now they've corrupted that right but if they get power in in the midterms if they win the senate or the house we're done i'm not kidding that um every autocrat including erdogan they they um maintain power or they seize power they corrupted power through their uh from the inside so same thing here the Mm -hmm. um what mitch mcconnell did to stuff these unqualified uh loyalists basically on the supreme court and all the other courts the lower courts you know pulling all these dirty tricks to shove people onto the bench that's a nazi trick right there this is what autocrats do they corrupt the courts so when something happens you get to the court and it's nullified and even trump remember when he was like and then i'll go to the supreme court and then i'll first i'll take it to the circuit then i'll go to the this circuit and then we're gonna get a you know remember that (laughs) then he was he was doing this like sing-songy um and then we'll go to the Supreme Court, and then we'll do that. But but he thought that the Supreme Court was hey, it's a shoe in now, and this and is it what I'm wasn't. talking about exactly. But still, <laughs> still, the the thing so, so, is, it's corrupt. You know what I mean? Like they have corrupted yeah, so, the system. The thing about the Supreme Court is that it's always going to side with corporations, right? And it so always has. That, that's <laughs> the thing about that. Um, it didn't side with Donald Trump because there was no. There was no donor interest right. with Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. There was no, I'm repaying, uh, 
you know, uh, this, this corporation or my, you know, the people that I worked for, for so many years, it wasn't any of that. Um, no, it, you know, it, it wasn't anything for Trump. And so it, w- there wasn't anything for them to be able to back Donald Trump and what would, would have been a, an incredible power grab. Mm. And so, mm. you know, I, like, I, I think, I think the court has some serious issues and we need to, yeah. look, if we were serious about gaining the balance of the court, there would be some court packing going on. Yes. Of course, you'd have to <laughs> filibuster in order to do so. Exactly. And for that, you'd have to bully mansion and cinema, which I'm totally fine with. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, hey, uh, progressives or, in Congress, right. exactly. bully mansion and cinema. Yes. Um, get them on our, you know, get them to, to acquiesce to our demands. It's not getting them on our side. It's getting yeah. them to stand down from theirs. Yes. And to with be their overpowered antics. with mm-hmm. our, with our politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean that of course, in a nonviolent, right. non legally you know, and peacefully. <laughs> we're, we're not, we're not right wingers. So, you know, we exactly. don't, we don't go with the, the violent option, but we do Ugh. exert political pressure you know, and and look, Joe Biden can go after and say, okay, well, we're just not going to fund your campaign then. Right. We're not going to help you that's out. We're going to cut you yeah. off from your, you know. I'm sure that's going on. I would hope so. Yeah. The the whole yeah. uh, put putting him up against the wall, grabbing him by the collar thing. That's what it, I'm sure that some of that is going on. And of course, Maybe. Joe Biden ran as somebody who could negotiate and work with people and all that. So, I mean, the the thing is, like, uh, what what's in this bill? It's it's well overdue, and the American people yes. love it, and they also yes. when, and it gets more popular when they realize when they're told that it's funded through taxing the rich and corporations. So. Um, I don't understand why Mansion and Cinema are uh, the fissured hemorrhoids on on this progress, but um, yeah, I, yes, and that's it. And Kristen, the other thing is, Chris, just I mean, Kristen, I I get Joe Manchin. He is that rare thing, you know, a Democrat in a red state. But Kristen Cinema is another story. She's 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 what the hell is she talking about? At, at the her constituents want this thing and so her other co-senator is all for it too so but she's just doing it because she gets the attention that's what it feels like and yeah let let me let me let me go through and and kind of uh dispel because there's this there's this thing in the media there's this narrative and i see this all over where you know they're like Kirsten Cinema, what an enigma! I don't, I just don't understand what she's doing. No, you look, she she received seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars from oh. the pharmaceutical industry, right? In donations, right? <laughs> Nine hundred thousand yep. dollars from other industries. Yeah. Uh, she's got the money. It's it's all money. She's just a selfish grifter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a working theory here that a lot of people are having now that. She's not even going to plan on running again. Yes, uh, in fact, the people right. that helped her get elected before are turning around and yes. saying, mm-hmm. we're going to primary you. Right. We're going to do a vote of no confidence because we hate what you're doing. And by the yeah. way, uh, her former top aide also works at J.P. Morgan. Mm. And so, you know, that's a direct line to the donors right there. And so what we're thinking is that Kirsten Cinema is going to be a, a, a single term 
congresswoman right. who is then going to take the money and run and she's going to end up you know working at at one of her donors yep. and whether yep. it be the pharmaceutical industry or the banking industry doesn't matter she has just uh, found a really quick way for cash right. meaning that once she's gone you know she's out of the way she's gone mm -hmm. and and you might actually get a progressive in her place a real progressive right not a fake progressive because remember right. she ran as a green party member and and even in tweets going back to 2011 said well it's not a class warfare to ask the rich to pay their fair share right. in taxes until she uh, deleted it like a coward right. and and so <laughs> to a, run away from a, her past uh. because she's running towards the money oh god it's I all about her. the money for her yeah it's not yeah. an enigma that's what that's what it is it's corruption yes yes she's not she's not um some kind of uh, she's like so cute you know, clever. That's the way she's trying. She's not a maverick. No. She's trying to present herself like as a maverick. She's not a, you're not a maverick being just a basic bitch sucking on some lobbying money. That's not, you're not, that's not mavericky. That's, that's as old and boring and basic bitch as it gets. So you want to be a oh, maverick? She does it with a cute little curtsy yes. and a thumbs down. Right. And she wears like, cute little skirts and she has a tiny backpack and she wears pink hair sometimes she's so i i, I she's annoying and i was going off on her yesterday because the whole bisexual yeah. thing that whole other thing she's the first bisexual that really annoys the hell out of me because it's like shut up who cares you're bisexual. Who fucking cares? That that it's in like, itself. Great. Good for you. I know, right? Congratulations. <laughs> but there's the, you know, and, and I, to, to celebrate it as something that you know is like, oh my god, groundbreaking. Right. Is to admit that people think that there's something wrong with it, which right. there isn't. Exactly. There's nothing well, wrong. With it's that. Like, it's totally fine. Exactly. What matters is your corruption, and <laughs> exactly. you can't just use your identity as a shield. To defend against your own corruption, right? Uh, because we're looking at the seven hundred and fifty thousand reasons why you just screwed over the people of Arizona. I know, bisexual and not, and cis, oh. and you know all that. Uh, you just screwed them all over right. it's for bisexual. your own personal gain. That's the real story. She's bisexual. Like it has it in her bio. You know, she's so irritating. You're she's, because she's trying to be unique, you know. Oh, what can I be? Um, I'll just put me down as bisexual. Like it's another to me. It feels like, you know, she's looking for more attention. She wants to be known as somebody, you know, outside the boundaries or some some bullshit. Some she's right. unique. She's, you know, she's a maverick. She's not a maverick. There's no nothing maverick of e or uh, about being a greedy grifter Corrupt. yeah just nothing mavericky about somebody who is so easily corruptible because that's what she is mm. who has no mm. moral center she i mean she used to run as a green party candidate right that's right. what she was in the green right. party she's progressive she's tax the rich all of a sudden and then she says her her whole um her big passion is climate change doing something about climate change but she's blocking the bill that actually does something about climate change so and, and, I hate and here's her. what's funny about that too let me just add real quick uh she did say something well i am open to a carbon tax oh i hate but her. we all know we all know that carbon tax 
thanks to you know, you know, the lobbying videos uh, released by, and I forget, it was Greenpeace, I think, UK or something, mm. that released uh, the, the video of the lobbyist basically saying, oh, yeah, we, we just tell these politicians to talk about, you know, uh, the, the uh, carbon tax, but we know it's not really going to right. actually do yeah. anything or affect us at all. <laughs> so we're willing to let that one go <sighs> as like a, Oh, look. Oh, carbon tax. We're doing something great for the environment, oh. but it barely even affects us at all. Oh uh, and God, so that's really? why she's doing that. It's so it's it's transparent. It's weak. And it just shows that she's desperate yes. uh, and super, super corrupt. Oh, my and God. And she knows bro. that everybody in Arizona right now who voted for her, who thought that she would be a, a person who was willing to make change. Um, right. They're all incredibly pissed right now and uh, want her to go right and so she ain't coming back to congress i hope not i know her yes her uh her approval ratings are are below water yeah so oh she's just so irritating i'm looking at what you're talking democrats are now considering adding a carbon tax to the budget bill because of this bitch you know um anything kristen cinema wants she, uh, it must be nice to be. Um, well, this is all she is. She's just a an attention seeking, fissured hemorrhoid on actual progress. And I hope, uh, honestly, it's to think that the country will be toppled by the likes of her. You know what I mean? And and that's the other thing with as far as like for example Trump. You know, I, I'm still trying to get my b- brain around that one how and why you know what i mean we're gonna let no, this country it. go to hell because of that fucking guy that guy it was but, um yeah. that was i mean every once in a while you, you ever heard of the uh monkeys with the typewriter uh, will eventually produce shakespeare oh that's right but that's the, right trump's kind of the opposite <laughs> they don't produce shakespeare but they produce something that is uh you know it, it, terrible <laughs> but the odds are terrible the same. is the baseline the odds are yeah. the same. and so this 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 was this was kind of the 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 negative equivalent of that you know producing like for example the michael's uh, I'm, I'm sorry the uh, monkeys producing a michael bay movie <laughs> or something <laughs> monkeys that well that's yeah, the entire uh, white house when um when twitler was in office that's for sure they're the yeah. the amount of goddamn amateur hour that's i mean it's everything about it sucks and this is why the republicans i mean think about it really they are the domestic enemies the founders warned us about because look at what they did look at their standard bearer look at who they put in the oval office despite Mm -hmm. receiving fewer votes and then they act like they have a mandate on top of it and they put this unhinged volatile thin-skinned immoral greedy tax cheating serial bankrupt sexual predator in in the oval off in a in a country they pretend to love that they say they love now if you love something do you put um you you put the it in the care of somebody who is not only i mean has no absolutely no qualifications or care or anything you don't do that to if you right right i mean it's because it's to get back to your point though that they don't love the country right what they love is their own 
twisted warped idea of what yes. the country should be yes. not what it actually is right and that's kind of the, again that's the difference between them them and us you know progressives we, we do love our country that's why we want it to be better yep. that's why we want to improve it that's why we want to fix the issues and actually you know create an america that that serves everybody and not just a very few right. the privileged few right and that is patriotism because you can't have yep. democracy and aristocracy at the same time, and the American people, that this has to be top of mind. It, it has to be in the uh, zeitgeist, you know, of the mm-hmm. day that people understand that you can't. The reason why we tax the rich or why we, there should be no billionaires is because we are pro-democracy. We're trying to have a, a constitutionally limited democratic republic that promotes the general welfare. And you can't have that with um, with this con- kind of concentrated wealth, the, you don't mm-hmm. hear Democrats say this. You remember when Joe Biden recently he was he gave a uh, speech about I guess the the infrastructure bill and he was saying how I I I don't have anything against billionaires. Uh, I wish them well. You know, good. Uh, I want a more billionaire. Whatever he was, you always have to like fillate billionaires, you know, um, literally or figuratively. But that's not the message that Joe Biden should have been putting out. He should have said, ladies and gentlemen, democracy and (laughs) this kind of concentrated wealth cannot coexist. Uh, Why doesn't, I don't know, it's simple. But the fact is they don't do it because of money and politics. All right, anyway. We have covered so many topics, really the same topic mm-hmm. of, of uh, will we survive, but there's so much to it. And um, I'm sure. Yeah, we didn't even get uh, climate change. Oh, either. my God, really? I, there's so much. Yeah. And uh, we have that's the thing that gets me very well. Sometimes I get depressed about it, but um, is that there's just so much to do, it feels like. And um mm-hmm. That I, one thing at a time, right? That's the that's the only way you can do it. Just chipping chipping away at it, and w- mm-hmm. that's what we're doing here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I can't stress that enough. That that's what you do on your show, Jeff, around the nation with Jeff Waldorf, which is great. And I, if you haven't subscribed, do it now. The link will be in the the description. So follow Jeff. He every day. Jeff puts out videos about current events, things unpacking, um, what's going on. And obviously, he's not as pessimistic as I am. So I, I tune in. I watch Jeff uh, uh, every single Thank day, you. I have to say. I love your show, Jeff. You're amazing. You. And you're also just a great guy, too. So we I need... really appreciate that. Yeah. No, you're amazing. And um, uh, the work that you do, the your the hard work that you put into it, and uh, it's it shows you're definitely making a difference. That's, I mean, that's uh, uh, not it's not even a debate there. You you're you're well, getting the you. word out, and you know that's that's patriotism right there. You're the power of example. So thank you so much for what you do, really. Well, well, thank you, Tara, and 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 let me just you know let me just uh, extend that back and and you know say that I appreciate what you're doing as well, uh, and I think you. you're doing an excellent job, an amazing job as thank well, you. and and thank you you know for for inviting me on to have these conversations. 
I really appreciate that. I really appreciate you. Yes. And you're also yes. a good person. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And I, I really want to keep this conversation going. Let's do it again because sure. I, I'm sure I will need, uh, I need constant reassurance. And hope I mean we'll just keep fighting. You know, I say it all the time. We will win. We're on the right side mm -hmm. of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. We will win. We will. Absolutely. The arc of history is long, but it bends towards justice. All of that is true. We'll, but we'll, I mean, I just hope the hiccup is uh, not as damaging as I think it might be. <laughs> so uh, we do have a lot of work to do, and at least we we're do. doing it together. We're, we're in this together, and... Uh, that's all we could do, just keep doing it anyway. That's why I say, you know, the show has all the technical difficulties and all that, but we do it anyway because of, no matter what, don't let it stop you. Don't I'm talking to myself now, you know, and uh, <laughs> because it matters. You know what I mean? All the people in the chat room, yep. the, the uh, you and I, all, uh, God knows, we don't know what difference we we will make in people's lives and but I'm sure, um, you know, we're doing the best we can and we will, and it does make a difference. So thank you so much, Jeff, for, uh, it was thank great. You. The, uh, the people in the chat room are, are Richard W saying Jeff was awesome. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. And yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much, Jeff. And we will, uh, I'll talk to you later. Nice to Absolutely. Talk to Looking All forward right. to it. Thank All right, you so much. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Everybody, that was Jeff Waldoff from around the nation with Jeff Waldoff. Let's see, he's still there. I don't want to, there we go. Here we go. I don't even know what to say because Jeff is, it makes, it, I do feel better. I feel lighter somehow, um, but we still have a long way to go. Hold on a second. I'm just shutting down the Skype. Okay, okay, and there you go. Let's see. Oh, all right, back in the chat room. Thank you. Where did I leave off? Look at that, Jim. Another super chat. S. I missed your. Holy shit! I'm sorry, Jim. Ask Jeff how society survives as oligarchs accumulate more political power. I'm sorry I missed that question. I'm very, very sorry. Very, 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 very sorry. But that's a good question. How how does society survive? As, I mean, society will survive. Oh, yeah, as depends on what kind of society, right? Yeah. That's part of what we're doing here. Reclaiming not only patriotism, but making the American people or um, enlightening the American people to the fact that we can't have democracy and this kind of, this, uh, this concentrated wealth. It's impossible. That used to be common knowledge, like Justice Lewis Brandeis said, we must make our choice. We can either have democracy or wealth concentrated in the hands of a few, but we can't have both. That used to be common knowledge. No, well, maybe not by everybody, but the 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 bulk of the American people, people used to understand the bloated fortune, what they were up against, who were who they were up against, the the economic royalists, 
who, thirsting for power, reaching out to control government itself. What else is new? That's the, that, that, that's the history of Western civilization right there. I mean, really, that's all you need. You want to you go get a history degree? You want to get a doctorate in your history? That's it right there. That sums it up. We must make our choice. We can either have democracy or concentrated wealth, but we can't have both. People um, need to understand that. And there's nothing, I mean, it's not about envy. It's not about taxing the rich as punitive. Here's the other thing. What, what was this thing? Was it Mansion? Mansion. Let me see. He said, yes, taxing um, was uh, punitive or something. He called it punitive. Let me see. Let me see. Mansion. What did he say? He said something about taxing the rich was, um, you know, he was being mean to them somehow. And he wouldn't want that because he doesn't want, uh, that's not nice to tax the rich. As if, what are you, what are you talking about? It's punitive? It's punitive. So there, it's not punitive to allow them to ride us all mercilessly to the bank, unfettered. But it's punitive to ask them to pay their fair share. That sounds like the Republican Party in a nutshell, of course. Everything is unfair. It's so unfair. Everyone's out to get them. Witch hunt, witch hunt. Same old shit. Just like, for example, uh, this Christy Nome lady. You know, she's another example of Republicans. They don't. Republicans don't get into government service for altruism. We know that they they get into it to grift. They like the power. They like the ins to be an insider. They like the access. They like pulling strings for their friends. They like the the cocktail parties. They like all the perks of the job and they like being able to pull strings for their family members and Christy Nome, that's what she did, has became a scan. Here's from, well, let's uh, just read this quickly. I just want to see what time it is. Keep my eye on the clock. What time we got? We got six minutes. But Christy Nome, so South Dakota Governor Christy Nome tried to mop up the damage from a nightmare week with a three-minute YouTube video that she, where she tried to deflect blame to the media. What else is new? Everybody's picking on them. It's the media. It's fake news. No, it's not that she um, was using her power illegitimately to help her daughter. It was... Oh, it's the me. Everybody's picking on her. Well, what, what the hell? Noam has been accused of, of strong-arming the state into giving her daughter a real estate license. Of course she did. Days after Cassidy Peters' application to become a certified real estate appraiser was rejected 
Nome bought the employee in charge of the relevant agency, as well as the woman's supervisor and the state labor secretary, to her office. She was wanted you to explain yourself. Nome's daughter was also present at the meeting. So they rejected her application, probably because she's not qualified. And then, oh, it's just everybody's picking on them. She's probably like, don't they know who I am? Get them in my office on Monday morning. I want to speak to them. What do you think? And they, so the employee in charge of the agency and the woman's supervisor are called to the governor's office. And after rejecting her daughter's application to become a, a real estate appraiser, for whatever reason, she's not qualified. Um, and Republicans don't ever want to take the, they, they want the shortcut, no matter what. They don't want to ever do the work. So, yeah, like for when I first took my driver's test, I failed. You know, I failed. I didn't get my driver's license the first try because I was, I don't know, I did something wrong. They failed me. Oh, well, um, I guess if my father or mother was the governor, they, she could have just called up and said, hey, what are you doing? I want to see the head of the DMV, and I want to see the head of the whatever, whoever's doing the testing, um, and your supervisor in my office. How dare you fail, my precious little snowflake? Jesus Christ. The 70-year-old head of the state appraisers program, Sherry Bren, was forced to was forced out from the job a week later. So she abused her power and then she was punitive. She retaliated against these people for daring to step on her little baby snowflake daughter's toes cuz that's the way it is here in the United States of serfs and lords. It's their world, we live in it nepotism uh all the the rules are for them uh, we we have to abide by, excuse me the rules are for us we abide by the rules they everything's free reign for them that's that's the kind of system that the founders rebelled to escape we didn't have to put up with this shit we didn't have to endure the unqualified spawns of people in positions of power just because you know they had they're in, in with the king or whatever they they're in the one percent the allegations of nepotism capped a disastrous week she was forced to deny reports of an affair with a political with with uh cory lewandowski oh my god but cut ties with him a day later after trump a trump donor accused him of sexual Harassment? Well, yeah, that's what you never do. You never mess with Trump's money. Noam has not answered questions about nepotism, but she says um, in her video that she's she's actually trying to reform the real estate appraiser system. That's why she called them to her office. You know, <laughs> does that sound good? Does that sound like I'm doing my job? Well, what's, what's your bitch daughter doing there with you? There would be no reason for her to be in the meeting with 
the people who rejected her application because she has no fucking qualifications. Excuse my language, YouTube. I'm so sick of these people. And you know what worse than that? It's that they they, they this is the mark of a sociopath. They um they believe that they could just lie right to our faces and we will accept any bullshit they pedal and and shovel down our throats because they're just so superior than us that's what i'm sick of i'm sick of they them insulting our intelligence thinking that we buy their bullshit no effing way my name is tara devlin thank you for hanging out i really want to thank jeff waldoff so gracious and amazing for spending so much time here on Tara Buster and a great conversation. Thank you so much for talking me off the ledge for tonight, Jeff. We will win. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, democracy, and humanity. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you soon. All right, guys, 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 I can't believe it's only 8.30. That's great. Now I can relax, and what, do I, what am I going to do? Well, I have to get the show ready for Progressive Voices. That's annoying. But at least it won't be late. I can watch a movie or something. Anybody got any good movies on hand that you recommend or TV shows? What did I watch recently? Oh, I saw. I told you guys. I watched that um, American. What is that called? American Crime Story, which is great. It's a great show. Well, great series. And I watched the impeachment. Uh, it's up to well, it's not the complete series yet. That's great. And I just watched the Gianni Versace one, which is also amazing. The well, the assassination of Gianni Versace. And that was good. And then yesterday, because we were talking about that yesterday, because I was saying that um, cinema reminded me of Andrew... Can uh, uh, That's his name, right? Yeah, Andrew Kananen, the serial killer. Because <laughs> he was... If you watch that show, he, yeah, he's trying... To, he was trying to... You know, he's this con man. He's like Trump. But he. But really, when I thought about it, I, I thought, well, it's not just like cinema... Because cinema's trying to be all mavericky and trying to be quirky and whatnot, but she's really just basic, you know? So everything is about the outside. And so I just thought about, uh, you know, as um, it's really, it's not, it was, it was she's like Andrew Kanana, but, but it's really Trump that's more like him because, you know, he's a fraud. He's an absolute fraud putting on a nice suit and pretending running in those circles doesn't make you qualified anyway whatever anybody have any good tv shows that's that's all i have to say i like history i like uh, that's what i like just history period end of sentence oh let me take that down all right Guys, guys, guys. What is going on? British drama comedy sex education is pretty good. Okay. Hmm. 
Black Widow is a great movie. Okay, Errol. American Saga. Oh, okay. Parasite or Shoplifters? What's that? Is that a TV show? Shoplifters. All right, my friends. Guys, guys, guys. What else is good? What else do I like? I wish the goddamn Last Kingdom would come out again. And what else is good? I don't know. There's like a zillion channels, but... I really believe we're in a new golden age of television, ladies and gentlemen. All right, my friends, let me go and get this stuff ready. And I see that, oh my God, Stephen Lee, thank you for your super chat. In the end, like-minded citizens shall prevail if they don't fall asleep at the wheel. True. That's a good one, too. Thank you, JD, for your super chat in pounds. Hello, all. Hello, JD. Thanks for hanging out. And thank you, JLZJ, for your super chat. It means a lot, and it keeps the show going, and it will keep it going and growing. All right, my friends. Go over and subscribe to Jeff Waldorf. I'll, I, did, I forgot to put the link in the description. I'll do it now after we get off the air. So it'll be there. And remember, I'll try to do as many shows as possible. I apologize. Last week I was only able to do the show on Friday. We'll try to make that. We'll do as many shows. That's it. Become a patron. Okay. Oh, yeah. Man in the High Castle. Thank you, Anthony. I saw that already. I watched that one. All right, guys. We will win where's my cats well here you want to see ray before we go ray ray hi baby hi ray ray look at my ray ray look at how cute he is there's a new black kitten in the new york city area his name is billy anybody wants a forever beautiful friend mwah. Mwah, mwah, mwah. all right guys good night everybody and report back to me as soon as you can with, you can join us on Discord. You can always contact me there or TowerBusterMedia at gmail.com. If you're a patron or supporter, um, send me an email and ask. I need, your, I need your address. Send me your email. I mean, not your email. Send me an email with your address and your full name, of course, and um, say, hey, bitch, I want a mug. Maybe say it nicer than that, but... All right, my friends, thank you so much for hanging out. My name is Tara Devlin. We stick together. We win. When will the next show be? I don't know. I'll try to make it as soon as possible. Mark. In the meantime, 
Give the show a good review on iTunes. Will somebody do that? I've been asking that for like six months. If you haven't given the show a good review on iTunes yet, that's your that's your homework right now. <laughs> All right, guys. Enjoy the rest of your evening. We will win. Remember that. Remember what Jeff said. Don't take the doom pill. And... <laughs> I see you, Mark. I want a mug, but we'll be polite about it. All right. All right. Good. Send me your send me your email. I mean your address. Tarabustermedia at gmail.com or you can contact me at Discord or you can contact me on the Patreon page. There are a couple of ways. I'm easy to contact. Alright. We will win. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks again to Jeff Waldoff, and I'll see you very soon. <laughs>